This week's episode of If I Was a Betting Man is brought to you by Draft.com. Do you like fantasy sports but don't want to commit to a whole season? On Draft, you play live snake drafts with other people, just like in a season-long league. Drafts last for just one night, and once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire, just set it and forget it. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash and get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. And all If I Was a Betting Man listeners get a free entry into to a real money football draft when you make your first deposit. Just use the promo code BETTINGMAN. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using the promo code BETTINGMAN when you make your first deposit. Search Draft in your app store, go to Draft.com and enter the promo code BETTINGMAN today. This week, Super Bowl 53 is set as the Rams of Los Angeles will face the Patriots of the general region of New England in Atlanta. Our thoughts on the AFC and NFC championships and the line on the Super Bowl all this week on If I Was a Betting Man! Vinny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How you doing? I'm doing good. AJ, how are you doing? I know how you're doing. Uh, I'm doing Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm actually in, in Atlanta right now. Is that right? I am, yeah. A little premature, I think, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's I, I think it has to do with the the uh, being a roving reporter for the for the betting man podcast. Right, so right. We either can, a week a week too early or a week too late for all these championships. We could only afford uh, the off peak <laughs> ticket. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you got to come back. Those are going to get really expensive in about a week. So I get it. I get it. You know, you're on a budget. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, AJ. I was supposed to be in Vegas this week for the porn convention, but I'm not going. Uh, oh no, Vinny, what happened? Uh, no porn convention? Did you get no grounded? Porn convention. What'd you say? Did you get grounded? Nah, it just it just it just didn't work out for me. My friends are going, but I'm not gonna be able to go. And with uh, these fucking hemorrhoids I'm dealing with, I don't know if it would be even fun to be in Vegas this week. Just waddling yeah, no, around. So you got a, a lap dance when you're that raging hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, God. I pulled my groin, AJ, and have hemorrhoids. It's, I'm in more pain uh, than I've ever been in in my life. Well, uh, we've well, broken the uh, previous record of too much information that was, honestly, I didn't think we could do it, but we have. We've done it. Well, here's, here's, here's too much information. Oh, the no. NFL cost me a shit ton of money this week by not calling a pass at the appearance. That's too much information. All right. Uh, what? That's a betting podcast. That's, I think that's the perfect amount of information. No, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue, I'm gonna sue the NFL. Oh, shut up. By yourself. You sue the NFL. Me and a bunch of people from New Orleans are suing the NFL. I'm getting all that. that. Well, that sounds like a terrible gamble. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna start with this, but I guess I will. Uh, there is actually a lawsuit filed on behalf of the New Orleans uh, Saints season ticket holders. Uh, yes, and I'm with them. That the the rest of the game after the blown call in uh, last Sunday's NFC Championship be actually replayed. Um, Here's, I guess it's Rule 17, Article 3 of the NFL Playbook states the commissioner's powers under Section 2 include the reversal if a game's result or the rescheduling of a game, either from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. 
So what they're saying, what this idiot who's not going to get any money is saying, <laughs> is 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 that they should play. Uh, what was it like a minute and fifty two seconds left, something like that? Uh, they should go back to New Orleans and play that minute and fifty two seconds uh, with the appropriate call that the NFL has admitted was blown, uh, being yeah, made. Well, and maybe and maybe they could play it with. Caden actually managing the clock like an, an well, NFL how about we coach. do like we do in uh in <laughs> wrestling we do a triple threat match <laughs> every other every other like four downs the other team goes on and that's it another and whoever scores the most points I, this could work right <laughs> this is another uh good good job citing professional wrestling where they adhere very strongly to the rule book <laughs> the only thing yeah. listen, the only I'm thing sorry, i'm going to say think that's real, that's a the, you the, the, the only thing that's i'm going to say about the saints fans i don't mind the 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 suing because we should fucking sue the nfl it was a disgrace stop with the emotional fucking trauma go fuck yourself yeah emotional trauma only happens when a fucking tragedy happens a hurricane a terrorist attack, a death in the family. Emotional trauma doesn't happen when a fucking sports team loses. Get over it. Well, unless it's 86 years without a... Without a no, <laughs> that, I'm against this emotional trauma. <laughs> Ridiculous. I don't know, man. You should have been in Boston in 86, Penny. There was emotional I, I wish I would have been. I would have been fucking <laughs> very happy. You would have gotten your ass kicked. <laughs> I was too. I was too. I was two years old. I don't know. I don't know if you guys would have beat me up yet. Probably the same height I am now, but yeah, AJ may have beaten up a laughing two-year-old throwing money around a bar. AJ may have yeah, yeah. Like a mess hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mess uniform, like third base coach. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for a second. So the NFL blows a call. Sean Payton loses his mind and decides not to coach the rest of the game. Um, basically they got an out. The team didn't really even play that hard after that. It was like they, you know, took a gut punch and they were sort of done. Um, what are, what are, what are the thoughts? Like what should have like blown calls happen in big games like this? They happen all the time. Um, there are several, uh, and not necessarily blown calls, but you talk about the tuck rule, you talk about, there are, there are a ton of instances where this has happened before. So, well, the tuck, the tuck rule was, was, was called correctly. It's right. Just, right. Oh, rule. Stop. It was right. a shitty rule, shitty rule that was called correctly. They kept that rule on the books until 2012. It's not like they changed the rule, you know? But the the fact matters is that they just the referees just didn't see it. I have no idea if they could have missed it, but they just didn't see it and they didn't throw the flag. I mean, it was obvious to anybody sitting at home it was pass interference with a helmet helmet hit, and there could have been three different flags on that play. Absolutely, but they didn't see it, you know. And it's football. I mean, you're, right. it's a live football game exactly. with live refs, and if you robot refs. And cameras all over the field, and replays on every well, single play. But hold on, hold on. Take half hours, then you know that's you're, a totally different sport. Well, you know? And let's be honest. In all, in all seriousness, I mean, and I agree with AJ here. Where I'm joking, like I lost money on the game, but yes, I know everyone's going to point to that one play. But that that one play wasn't the whole game. You don't lose a game no. on one play. And the Saints no. lost that game on many occasions. One, 
two plays before when they decided not to run the ball on first down. Oh, my God. It's it's unbelievable. So, you know, like, no matter what, yes, it was a terrible call, and maybe the Rams should have lost that game, and maybe they – I don't know, but the Saints lost that game. Correct. The Saints Saints should not have been throwing on that down. They should have run that ball three three times, made the Rams use their timeouts, and then and then go with fifty seconds left. Absolutely, That's, what they should have done. That's exactly yeah. right. And also, once you start going, once you start wading into the quagmire of challenging a uh, penalty on the field, you know we'll never we'll never get out of it. You know, there's a reason why yeah. they they don't have a way around it in any professional sport. If if a mm-hmm. official makes a call on the field, that's the call. You know what I mean? It's when it when it relates to a penalty, there's nothing you can do uh, about it. Otherwise, you know, there's an infinite number of times that a flag that uh, a, a challenge could happen, and then you have to honor all these challenges. It doesn't make sense. It's a it's a bad idea, and unfortunately, this happens in professional sports. And you know, and unfortunately, it happened in the biggest stage. Absolutely. And, and I, say, I mean, all this being said, I think that might have been like the most egregious non in NFL history. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Besides this one, if you remember, guys, the Giants in 2002 blew that game to the 49ers <laughs> when they were up 38-14. The last play of the game was a botched field goal snap, but the kicker picked it up and threw it downfield to a wide-open receiver who right. fucking he they I mean got hammered and they threw a flag for pass interference, but then they called some bullshit that it really didn't happen. They ended the game and it came out the next day that the refs fucked up and the Giants should have got the ball right there to kick a field goal to win. So it's happened before yeah. in these situations. Yeah, that was a, a twelve uh, eleven and five Kerry Collins team. <laughs> oh, the immortal with, Kerry Collins, yeah, Jim Fossil. <laughs> <laughs> not a day goes your by. Favorite, yeah, your favorite. Yeah, Let's not talk, get into we it. We talk about that sport. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about either Jim Fossil or Kerry Collins ever again. Anyway, two thousand two Giants. <laughs> yeah. Remember AJ? Remember that two thousand two Giants team? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I do remember that play. I mean, I remember that play. I, mean, I watched that game, but uh, yeah. I just uh, saw it on a Sports Center thing, uh, like day before yesterday, when they were talking about terrible calls. I saw it. they they showed that. So they? yeah, were you watching that, Vinny? Did you see that on on something? Oh no! <laughs> Gnashing his teeth and pulling out his hair. Still, sixteen years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so about well, the. Uh, the, I, you know, the same. I thought I thought the Saints were a better team. I thought Peyton was a better coach. You know, uh, Breeze's interception in overtime. Was, so the Saints lost you was, on that game. You you have now abandoned your faith in the Saints based on that performance. Well, well you yeah. you but you think the Saints were the better team because I thought watching that game that the Rams were. No, I agree that the Rams I, were I the better the team be- that day. I the Rams had a, had better defense. Yes, but, uh, I really thought that you know the. Uh, you know, I've been saying this, this whole playoffs that the Saints have the most dangerous weapons. And, uh, you know, they, I mean, it's what it came down to. It's that the, the, you know, the Rams deep set up and this, and the, I, you know, it's the same thing. So, you, you know, you put any, any of these old, great old quarterbacks, it's the same thing with Brady. If you, if the Rams can get a pass rush on Brady, right. You know, and disrupt them, 
he's going to have a bad game. And it's going to yeah. affect the outcome. So, and I, th- I think they yeah. will. But let's let's stick with this game now for, for just a second. Um, okay. I, I agree. I think that the Rams played a better game. I didn't like the way that the Saints played. Uh, it seemed a little bit... Um, I don't know, not conservative, but it just—it didn't seem like uh, they were playing a championship game. You know what I mean? And maybe, they were a little tentative. Yeah, uh, it, again, maybe uh, that's a tribute the, to the, the Rams' game, defense. The game was thirteen to nothing. It shouldn't have came down to a botched pass interference call. The Saints were leading this game thirteen nothing. Yeah, that's and they correct. Just didn't play. Yeah, that's true. I agree. <laughs> but they. Have- not score many touchdowns. So, you know, if you're a team like the Saints and you don't score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Do they score? Do they kick three field goals in the first half? Or, I mean, yes. you know. And Breeze so, missed so, some throws. You know, Breeze missed yep. a few throws to wide open guys. It happened a couple well, of times. Well, it was interesting. It was like, where was Michael Thomas the whole game? It, it, it yeah, just, exactly. It, it was just, I mean, unless, again, the Rams must have had great coverage on him, but I just. It was a weird game, and the two weird. running backs I, couldn't really get going. It plus, was, it, was, it was weird. They did a good job because they did single coverage on Thomas for most of the time, and then uh, they would have help in the re- in the area. But they did a really good job single coverage on Thomas, so that the, you know there wasn't a guy wide open on the other side of the field. You know what I mean? I think they. I was think that, was it was it Tlaib on Thomas the whole game? Or? No, yeah. they. No. Uh, well, they went back and f- they switched off. Uh, they did. They switched oh, yeah. off. But Talib had some good, had some really good plays. Uh, Talib looked really good, as he should. He's a captain on that team, and he's a all-time great corner. Um, all right, let's talk about the other game. Um, hold on, game. We're just referring to it as the other game. Yeah, the I'm just story. referring to it as the other game. Hold on, before I just want, I want to <laughs> ask Vinny this question. Uh, this question first, Vinny, if the uh, if the Chiefs win the coin toss in overtime, do you think the Chiefs win the game? I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you what I'm I think. Not sure. I'll I t- think the Chiefs would have kicked the field goal. That's exactly what I think too. I think that the Patriots would have still won the game. I, I think they really? still won that game. Yep, I oh, think so. Interesting. I think the Chiefs would have kicked the field goal, and yep. the Patriots would have probably went down unless the Chiefs would have used the clock a lot, but I feel like the Chiefs, the Patriots might have still won that game. Before we get AJ's opinion on it, which I think I already know what it is, uh, <laughs> um, they didn't, the, the Chiefs defense didn't do enough to get after the quarterback in the game. I don't think no, in Brady, overtime. Brady did get hit what? He got hit once the whole game? No, it's the second game in this, in this postseason. He's just, he's barely getting dirty. So, yeah. You know, so how is that going to change in the overtime period for all the people that are uh, griping about the coin toss and we should change the rules? Um, the overtime went the same way the game went, and that's that uh, Brady was dominant. And when they won the when they won the coin toss, uh, Vinny, we talked about this yesterday. When the Patriots won the coin toss, the only thing I was thinking about this game's over. Brady's going to oh, Brady's going to win me this and game. You both. I told you I tried to get a live bet on the Patriots, right? Because I was like, this is <laughs> fucking sure money. It was right. minus one forty right before the the coin toss, and right when it went, I went to go put it in, and it already came out. Yeah, and Vegas and was like, "No way, are we taking any bets on no. this?" <laughs> and listen, uh, like you just said, John, the Patriots went downfield. So, okay, let's say the Chiefs get the ball back, they go downfield and score. The Patriots were going to go fucking downfield again and score. They weren't going to. I agree. Scoring. 
So, uh, it's well, just, no, but it's, it, I mean, the, the, I think is that the Chiefs have just scored 31 points in the second half, right? And and 24 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were they were they had they had cracked the code on the pass defense. I think that. No, I think yeah. the Pats' defense was exhausted because they came out in the first yeah, half I mean, and well, played their asses off. They finally realized. Well, the, they finally realized that the Patriots' uh, linebackers are slow, and if you just put the the running back out there and just keep dumping it off to them, right, you might yeah. gain some yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that, 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 that that's absolutely right. You know, and they, you know, they, I think they should have used Damian Williams a lot more than they did in that game. And there was, I mean, Damian Williams is wide open on that one run that should have been a touchdown. Yeah, he was, un- he was underused. They should have used Damian Williams. I mean, this this kid is coming off a stellar, you know, few weeks of play, and yeah. mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was an asset that they didn't use. Um, mm-hmm. well, he had a great rookie season, and then Kareem Hunt came along, and then yep. all of a sudden he was, you know, he was second string. Yeah. He's a good player, but, the, you know, not saying that Damian Williams is all world and he's going to totally eat past one hand. If Tyree Hill is taken away, he's getting doubled. Like, like these speedy, no-name you know, cornerbacks with the pass out. Right. can't hit him. And, <laughs> and Kelsey's, get, Kelsey's getting blanketed by the strong safety. You know, that's when you start turning to your running backs, which they, is exactly what the Patriots did. Like, since the Steelers game, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, John, we talked about this yesterday. You know, Everyone's going to blame it on someone. And it's just, I don't think Andy Reid called a bad game. I don't think the Chiefs played a bad game. No. The Patriots just beat the Chiefs. And sometimes right. that happens in sports. Well, it happens all the time. Like, it, it happens all the time. It doesn't have to be someone who played bad. Sometimes it's just a team that played better. And well, the Patriots clearly did. I think I think the Chiefs played a really good game, especially in the second half, especially when they made some adjustments. I think Andy Reid called a great game. He had a ton of very cool plays. I enjoyed watching the uh, the Chiefs' offense out there. They had a lot of misdirection. Um, they did a lot of interesting things on offense. Um, and uh, the reality is, when it's Tom Brady and it's the postseason, um, good luck. That's a hard, you know, that's a hard assignment. You know, there's not yeah, there's can, not a ton you can it's do. Amazing. It's amazing once it's the playoffs and what Tom Brady and Eli Manning do, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those guys, they're superheroes. I mean, basically, right. ba- I'm just going to ignore that. Basically, what what is what is interesting is that what Belichick did, it's not like he uh, was running trick plays or anything. He just put, uh, made it, called his plays so that there was man coverage on – Gronkowski on on his guy on Edelman, so that they had uh, one guy to beat, and Tom Brady threw perfect balls, and the targets uh, were able to catch them despite the defender uh, that was they, on them. There's a, they, they also were able to, the Pats were able to control the clock in the in the second half as well. Or and if they hadn't been, then the Chiefs would have scored a lot more points, or not a lot more points, but enough points to win probably. Because even though they weren't scoring is at the same I mean they left points on the board in the first half as well. Yeah. But they still were, you know I mean they were thirteen for nineteen on, on third Is down. punting for you That's leaving like points astound- on the board? Astounding. <laughs> What's that? Is is a punt by the Patriots leaving points on the board? <laughs> no, but a, no, but a uh, interception in the end zone from the yard line is Oh uh, definitely. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the Pats were able to I mean, it was mostly about the uh, 
the pass for the pass it was the pass rush especially definitely and the uh and the play of their uh offensive line you target and uh, you know they were able to keep out his feet and able to give him time to make his throws and make his reads and they were able to open holes for the running back again especially in the first half when they really needed uh, to control the clock and i think and, you said yeah, it right also the cornerbacks the cornerbacks had a great game you know, they were playing four cornerbacks. They actually sat Jaron Harmon. I think he was only in there for four or five plays. It was, you know, I mean, Pro Bowl level safety. I don't, uh, you know, if you didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he's he's been there. <laughs> and and they decided to go uh, four cornerbacks specifically because of I think because of Tyree Hill and uh, and Kelsey. Right. And and it worked. I mean, you know, it, I mean. Tyreek Hill had one catch. No, they did a really good job on Kelsey and Hill. They did a really good job on both of them. You know, Kelsey is one of those guys that's supposed to be unstoppable, and they limited him the entire game. Tyreek Hill, when they put him in a foot race, uh, somehow it was double coverage. You know what I mean? Double coverage. That's not... Dudes that that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, that's not supposed to be the case. When it's a foot race, yeah. uh, there's not supposed to be a, another guy in the zone somehow. No, I think I mean this is, a, this is a, I think this is a Belichick masterpiece. You know, I mean, honestly, I really do. I mean, like, everything that he did worked. Everything that he tried, you know, like every adjustment that he made worked. Even when they started in the second half, they were able to, you know, turn it on again fourth quarter when they needed. I mean, you know, it was they had a bunch of plays that. They, you know that they hadn't used throughout the whole game that they used in the second half to be able yeah. to, to to put them by me and you know and again another there's not definitely a down year for the Pats for overall performance in terms of the talent level in terms of like over. I want to I want to uh, say something about that a down a down year for the Pats. I I just want to say real quick like we're, we're we looked at the regular season for the Patriots. I mean at least I did. I think all three of us did and think and we thought this is a mediocre team, but the reality is they did everything they had to do. So you know it's possible, and I'm not I'm not saying this for sure, but it's possible that Bill Belichick knows more about football than us. And also I <laughs> I do also want to say that he may know more about football than. Uh, a guy like Sean McVay or a guy like Andy Reid, um, guys who had really strong regular seasons, and then when it came to the postseason, um, uh, so far McVay is obviously he's going to the Super Bowl. He's still alive, but with sure. a guy like Andy Reid, and he played, he you know he called a great game on offense, but uh, they lost. I mean, I think. I think the reality is what Belichick is doing and what the rest of the coaches are doing, winning week in and week out, um, maybe maybe aren't the same thing. Because this defense, the Patriots defense, uh, the way Brady has played, um, the potency of the offense of the Patriots as a whole, uh, it's a completely different team from a month ago. Completely yeah, different team. Absolutely. Well, maybe the Patriots are taking on like what the NBA does. Like, let's say the Lakers in the the Kobe Lakers and Shaq Lakers where once they won two titles, the regular season didn't mean that much to them. It was like, let's just get prepared for the playoffs because we know once we get to the playoffs, we can do what we do. I think that's right, but I think it's also easier said than done because, Jesus, they almost – I mean, think about how close it came for them to not uh, – to get home field advantage, for them to get – you know what I mean? It's like – they won exactly when they needed to win, and now they're winning decisively. Well, not decisively. It did go to overtime. But now they're winning in a way that looks like they are uh, world beaters when, you know, 
six weeks ago, none of us would have bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Now, uh, what are they, three-point favorites? Two and a half. Yeah. They will. They will be yeah. three. They will be probably more uh, than three. The, the, well, only thing they, about, the only thing I'll say about I mean the the I mean if you, the one thing about the playoffs in the NFL is I think the first round bye and is worth more in the NFL than it is like in the NBA or definitely even in baseball. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. So the the you know home crowd. I mean, I mean, it was. That'd be a major factor. It's worth it's worth three points in, as far as Vegas is concerned. Home field, yeah, and always. Like the the home field advantage in Kansas City was supposed to be a huge factor, and I mean, you know, I mean, I it was a factor. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. I mean, the offensive line didn't get flagged for one false start or one offside. Yeah. So, I mean, how much of a factor could it have been? You know, I mean, how else well, are you supposed to be a factor? Well, listen, guys, I I got to start going, but AJ, you got a week. Listen, AJ, so since the Super Bowl last year, right? Super Bowl last year, I bet the Patriots they lost. In the playoffs this year, I bet against them twice. They've won. You got to figure out what is your price to pay me off by next week on who I should bet for. (laughs) So you think of a price. If it's a price good enough for me, I won't bet the Patriots and ruin their chances. And I'll go bet the Rams. You just got to... Interesting. Got, interesting. Just so you know, so I'm, I'm going to leave bets. it. I'm going to leave it up into your hands. You got the you cooler on the case, AJ. The cooler's if you on the case. Want to go fund me to all you Patriot fans <laughs> and tell them that if they give me a certain amount of money, I will put it on the guarantees. Yeah, so, the only problem is that I know you lost a lot of money last year, but you're also winning off me out on the Super Bowl because I believe I made a bet with you that day. So, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you you have a week to decide the fate of the Patriots. Oh, I wow. see. <laughs> Vinny, giving yourself a lot of credit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, I'll talk to you later. Okay, Vinny, thanks All for right, ben. thanks for joining. Um. Okay, AJ, we'll keep going. Uh. So right now, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, of the money bet on the Super Bowl right now. 82% of the bets are on the Patriots. The lines yeah, yeah. The line started out favoring the Rams on a neutral site. And now it's two and a half. It's gone to two and a half for the Patriots. Uh actually no, I think the Patriots were originally favored by two. I apologize. So it's two it was two for the Patriots. Now it's two and a half. It will definitely go to three as Vegas struggles to get bets on the other side of this thing. Um I mean, what do you think this is? Do you think this is the Belichick Brady? They've done it before. They'll do it again. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, you said you said it before. I mean, you know, New England, New England fans, you know, they gamble. You know, Say that. Wait, hold on, hold on. Say that again. You you broke up a little bit. New England fans, they gamble on sports. You know, right, they, they gamble. gamble on the, on the specifically, so that's probably a lot of New England money. You know, that but came it's. In, yeah. Right after the AFC Championship, and so I, you know, they. I mean, the problem is the problem for LA is that this, you know, they've been there fucking two years. Like, how much, how much money is going to be coming in? But LA? it's the Super you know, Bowl. Like how invested are LA fans? This is the single yeah. most bet upon. Like, you know, when you talk about March Madness, uh, that's the most bet upon event. But the Super Bowl is the most bet upon game. 
So for for eighty two percent of the people who have watched football and want to place a bet, for eighty two percent of them to immediately think the Patriots, uh, it's just surprising to me. But you know, and it makes me want to go the other way. That being said, like I said earlier uh, in the podcast, I can't see betting against these guys right now. I don't see it as being a lucrative act. I don't. I don't want to bet yeah, against Tom Brady. I don't want to see Tom Brady in the fourth quarter the way I saw him in the fourth quarter on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or in the overtime. Right. Yeah, or in uh, overtime. I mean, I you know you're that's the thing. So that's like if you're betting on a 24 year old quarterback and a 33 right. year old you know coach. I mean, you know, against Belichick and Brady, but you know, it's not like we haven't seen that before. I mean, how old was Roethlisberger? Yeah, worse. no, I mean, definitely. He, he was about the same age, right? And I don't think Tomlin was much older than McVeigh is now. You know? Yeah, but if uh, you look at if you compare Roethlisberger to Goff, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it turns out he's yeah, better. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. Tomlin, on the other hand, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, the, poor Mike Tomlin. It's time. It's time. <laughs> poor Mike. Perfect. Or Omar Epps. <laughs> uh, I, I, the uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I would I wouldn't bet on this. This is another game. I, would, I wouldn't bet on this game. You know what I mean? Like I love the pass in this game. I love their chances. I love the way they've played the last two weeks. I love everything about their game plan. The way they've executed. I love their especially their offensive line play. I think it just it's just a it's a whole nother level above what they were playing in the regular season. And so, now they have know, two weeks like, to rest. I, 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 as, a, as a fan of the team, I don't think I can ask for a right. better position to going into the Super Bowl. So the Patriots the are Rams. favored. The, the Patriots What's are that? favored by two and a half. Uh, on the money line, they're negative one forty-five. You got to bet one hundred and forty-five dollars to win a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And the over is fifty-eight. I think the over of those things is the bet. Now, if you look at the money line for the Rams. It's only plus one fifteen, so you know a hundred bucks wins you one hundred and fifteen dollars. Not very enticing uh, to oh. me. Um, I would say that the over is probably the bet. Negative one ten, whatever you can get it at. Negative one fifteen, something like that. Um, I think you got to go. I think you got to go with the over at fifty eight because absolutely, absolutely go with the over. Because you're gonna. I think this is another game that could go to overtime. Absolutely. Well, also, I think you're going to see the fourth quarter be another, you know, blowout uh, type of situation where we have a ton of touchdowns. It might be one sided uh, for a good chunk of the game. I think for the fourth quarter, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a ball game no matter what. You know, the Rams have too many weapons. If they're down by 14 points, uh, you know, they can they can still put up points in a hurry, just like uh, the Chiefs did last week, and the Patriots sure. have Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, 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 that's the thing that worries me about the Rams is that you know, I mean, and you know, obviously this is, this is a little bit of a myth or like a little bit of a, of a folklore is that you know Belichick takes away your top weapon and makes you beat him with all right. your other weapons, right? But I, I, you know, especially. The girly banged up, and then C.J. Anderson coming out of nowhere, and, and you know they have you know three top, uh, well they have two really top flight wide receivers, and uh, another really good. 
Yes, and definitely. Two decent tight ends, and like right. you know, I, I don't, I don't really know what their top weapon is besides Goff. Well. I'll tell you what they're not going to focus on. They're not going to focus on CJ Anderson or uh, Todd Gurley. I think that they're going to, you know, they're probably, if if Gurley comes out and has a good first half, I think maybe in the second half they'll adjust to to stop him. But I think they're going to let them run. And I think that that's exactly what the Rams need to do is run the football. Play smash mouth football, run it. Mm-hmm. over and over and over again use both of those running backs up um you know throw it on first down and then run it mm-hmm. run the hell out of the ball um mm-hmm. i think that's how you will have success you know that's one of the things that has astonished me about the patriots um in the postseason is that these drives that they're going on are fucking 10 minutes long they're insanely oh long drives that's, where they throw and they just get Jesus. first down, first down. I mean, and it's not, you know, a 20-yard gain. It's, a, you know, it's four yards, three mm-hmm. yards, six yeah. yards, four yards, yeah, six yeah, that, yards. No, that first, that first, that first, I was like, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Was, exactly. You know, I was like, I mean, you th- give it to Michelle for three yards. Give James White for two yards. You think about how hard. third down. And then, how hard that is to do as a football team. It's just, I mean, your nerves are you know, shattering for every, from the, you know, from the quarterback to the running back, to the receivers, to the coordinators, to the coach, that is just an incredibly difficult thing to do over and over again. And the Patriots have been able to do it. Um, and that's the thing to me, that's the, the most impressive about the Patriots are their ability to just eat clock and get first downs. It's really impressive. Oh, that was I think that was the number one part of their game plan against the Chiefs, and I don't know if it's same against the Rams in the same way. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna try and stretch the field a little bit more and try and get some big play. But, um and I think they're gonna try and work Gronkowski back into the mix even more. I mean, they already started doing it during the Chiefs game, I mean, eighty yards or whatever, seventy six yards. I think, um, you know, the and. Yeah, but don't you think that if they match up and they go for they they do sort of they play sort of how the Rams like to play, which is uh, big chunks of the field in in a single play, the same thing the Chiefs like to do. Don't you think that once they start playing that game, they lose? I mean, you saw what happened with the Chiefs and the Rams when they played in the regular season, and it was you yeah. know a points you know uh, yeah, extravaganza, five total points. <laughs> yeah, it was you know record breaking in every way. I mean, yeah. the Patriots—they're going to tire themselves out if they do that. What they need to do, I think, is do exactly what's got them here, and I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see him. You're going to see him. You're going to see them slowly work their way down, methodically work their way down the field. And it's going to be incredibly frustrating and it's going to be incredibly tiring um, because they're going to be running routes every single one, every single play. They're going to be running routes so that the corners are going to be sprinting down the field and it's going to be four yards. The cornerbacks are going to sprint down the field, three yards, sprint down the field, six yards. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that comes to the fourth quarter, he's going to be able to, Exactly. Especially when you go to man coverage and you got a guy like Edelman and you got a guy like Gronkowski who, you know, know how to do it. You know, they know how to uh, beat uh, a guy one on one if the football's in the right place. And that also keeps Brady if they can't. And I I think they are going to get to Brady uh, more than we've seen. But if Brady is still, uh, 
hasn't been used in the first half. Like he was barely used in the first half um, against the Chiefs. I think that's going to put him in a position to uh, dictate how the end of the game goes. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's true. And you know, I think I think Aaron Donald is the best uh, defensive best, player. Best defensive player they faced all season. You know, yeah, I mean, he's possibly the best defensive player in, in the top. Right. So you know, and. Uh, Sue is, you know. Yeah, don't forget about Sue. He's going to limit uh, yeah. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle yeah. running, uh, you know, uh, running up the middle is going to be limited by Sue because uh, he's the biggest guy. Um, he's smarter than defensive players. He, Sue uh-huh. is. Don't underestimate how good that guy is. He is passionate yeah, yeah. to the point of uh, angry. <laughs> and he'll stop on if he wants to. Yeah. Um, I think that fa- I think that phase of his career is over. Um, I didn't see a lot of stomping when he was a, a Miami uh, football dolphin, but uh, I yeah, will I say, that. I that too. <laughs> but I will say that uh, yeah, he was a Titan then, right? When he stomped on that guy's head, I just remember Jeff Fisher yelling at him, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> he can read his lips. Yeah, yeah. and he should have said to Jeff Fisher, "He's like maybe if I had a better coach." Um, yeah, sure. That's going to be the main. Uh, that's the main matchup I'm going to be looking at. I think it's going to be. Um, I think the. I think the Pat area has enough to be able to keep up with their weapons downfield. I think still think they're going to make some. Play. I think, but I think what it's going to come down to is is whether the pass rush can get Tom Brady, the offensive line can open up a whole sort of running game, and keep you know keep these long drives going, and whether yeah whether whether. Uh, I mean, that's. I think it's the best pass rush they they, they faced, and that's again the. This is the, the um, the, the strategy you need to use to to be great is to get to get to the quarterback, and right. Get him out of his rhythm. So again, we're we, there if if the, the Pat's offensive line is playing as well as I've seen him play in years, right? So, and they the Rams, uh, pass rush and. And D-line is as good as I've seen the Pats face in years. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the, that best matchup that I'm looking at mostly. You know? Yep, I agree. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be the thing. And I think the one thing that you didn't mention is uh, the wild card factor, um, who hasn't really been a factor for the Rams so far, is Gurley. If Gurley has a game, which uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of expect him to have a game. I expect him to uh, be out there leaving it all on the field. And... Uh, I really, uh, I, I think that if he if he plays really well in the first half, I don't think the uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to scheme for that. So I think you'll see in the second half um, them devoting a little bit more of their energy to uh, the running game. But I think that that's exactly what the Rams should do: is uh, come out early and often and uh, use Gurley and Anderson over and over and over again. And get that uh, that defensive line uh, on their heels for the third quarter. Um, okay, switch gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, uh, every year on Super Bowl Sunday, we do play a game of two hand touch. Um, yes. Of which you and and you are going to be able to play this year. Uh, I have a little bit of an update. Um, uh, sh- Quick story to go along with my update on uh, on the fourteenth of January. I went to uh, my favorite sports bar, Standings, 
uh, in on the Lower East Side. Uh, I watched Syracuse. I watched. It's a great sports bar. Have you ever been there? No, I have not. But it's just the sports bar names just crack me up. It's a fantastic place, and you would you would actually really enjoy this place. Uh, okay, I, I recommend right. it. Anyway. Uh, I went there to watch Syracuse, my uh, my favorite college basketball team that I grew up sure. uh, going to uh, my entire childhood. Uh, Syracuse was playing the number one seed, Duke, uh, at the time at Cameron Fieldhouse uh, on the Duke campus. Mm. Syracuse was a 17-point underdog, which is a slap in the face. That is just <laughs> unkind, <laughs> Vegas. Not cool. But Not you know what? Cool, Vegas. You know what? Cool. <laughs> you know what Syracuse did? Uh, well, Cam Reddish, uh, who was a future lottery pick, he did not play. He had a he was ill, so you know he was not feeling well. And also, Shashevsky said, "Who the fuck cares? We're playing Syracuse. We're favored by seventeen. You know, <laughs> go have a gin and tonic. I don't care what you do. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you play." Yeah. Um, it was strip club in Vinny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you can make it to the porn festival in Vegas, but uh, <laughs> or you should go. <laughs> you should go if you can. Uh, so Cam Reddish is out uh, about three minutes into the game. Uh, Duke's uh, point guard, who is one of the better players in college basketball this season, um, suffers an injury in a collision with uh, Syracuse's point guard, uh, Frank Howard. So Trey Jones of Duke and Frank Howard collide. Trey Jones screaming in agony on uh, on the court. Uh, looks like he's in a ton of pain. Believes he's broken his collarbone. I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, if if Trey Jones is out and Cam Reddish is out, maybe we got a shot at this thing. Syracuse goes on, gets to uh, ties it up, gets to overtime. Syracuse is able to beat Duke in Cameron in overtime. Uh, yeah, good for you. On the back of uh, Tyus Battle, who had a phenomenal game, uh, it comes out that uh, that Trey Jones suffered a separated shoulder on the play, um, which is apparently, based on the look on his face, uh, an unpleasant thing. Um, so, <laughs> fast forward. So, and I will say that I was in standings. It was me and my friend Pat, who we watch all. You know, we watch most of the Syracuse games there. And then there were four Duke fans sitting at a table. And at the end, you know, they were just like chatting about their investments for like the first half. Uh, right, right, right. And then by the end of the game, they were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, talking about <laughs> the best place to get their boat shoes retasseled. And then at the end of the game, uh, they were in disbelief, but they like shook our hands and we high fived and we clapped and we yelled and we had a great time. Um, again, all on the back of, uh, you know, those, those injuries were probably key components. Um, especially, well, the, the Trey Jones, uh, separated shoulder injury, especially fast forward to uh, Thursday of this previous week. I am walking out of the grocery store with uh, several bags of groceries in each hand. I step off the curb, uh, lose my footing, uh, land shoulder first in the parking lot at Fairway. Uh, a bunch, a bunch of women scream. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> they come running over to me. Are you? Oh my 
my good, you're hurt. And I was like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. I reach up and feel my shoulder, and I am not okay. There is a bone in a brand new position. So, yes. Oh, no. So I separated my shoulder. I tore all the ligaments in my, I have what's called a uh, Holy shit. grade three shoulder separation. I am wearing a sling right now as I talk to you. And oh, I am going to be wearing the sling for uh, six weeks, uh, what they told me in the emergency room. I may need surgery. And I will not be playing in the <laughs> B61 football game on Super Bowl oh, that's Sunday. A it is a bummer that I'm not going to play in the game, but it is a bummer because I can't even predict when I will be able to put a T-shirt on again. Uh, it's all button downs from here on out. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, I am going to need another one of these ladies that witnessed it, and so just to make sure that you're just not <laughs> you're not faking this injury. I get out of playing in the touch football game. What's what's crazy <laughs> is if you look, all you have to do is look at my shoulders because on my right, right shoulder, and I'm right-handed, by the way, and I can't use my right arm at all, my collarbone um, is about an inch and a half higher than on the other shoulder because apparently those uh, those ligaments are pretty important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, apparently, yeah. They, they come in handy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's terrible, John. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's a bummer, uh, and well, it, it's going to be a long road to uh, recovery, unfortunately. I, I also uh, I feel bad that you don't have uh, you have a better story than stepping off the curb. Of, I know. The that's store. the worst part. <laughs> I can't tell you. I've told that story, I mean, probably about 50 times. Literally half yeah. the time, everybody says, you just got to lie about how it happened. You just got to come up with a better story. So the reality is the homeless guy was on fire and the cab was barreling down on him. And I thought, you know what, if I don't step out there right now. So I was able to put him out and get him out of the way of the cab, but not before the cab struck me, separated my shoulder. Um, I did catch the box of puppies that the uh, homeless guy was carrying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Each one landed back in the box one at a time. I was able to catch them all. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's I nice. I wasn't able to avoid the cab. Yeah, now that's but, a story. You know, I, I appreciate your I appreciate your candor and your honesty. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just uh, admitting the fact that you're just you're just getting old. Sometimes you just step up. That's the thing. Wrong, that's the thing that I'm <laughs> facing more than anything is that uh, you know I can, I think even like five years ago I would have popped right back up and no I probably wouldn't have even fallen. I would have done like a moved my foot slightly in one direction. And never yeah, thought about it again. Wobble. But instead, I went down uh, literally like a sack of bricks carrying uh, several groceries, several bags of groceries. And then a bunch of women came over and said, you're hurt. Um, uh, and then a woman in a Range Rover drove by and said, call an ambulance. Uh, you are not OK. And then like rolled her window up and drove off. <laughs> and i was like screw you what the hell do you know about me you don't know me i'm tough as nails yeah exactly and then i was like wait a minute wait a minute yeah exactly wait a minute that collarbone's trying to escape get that collarbone back in place Uh, i had a great experience uh uh i had a great experience down here in atlanta watching the the games because there was a there was a big snowstorm in, uh, right. in upstate 
And um, so you flew out so early, right? Yeah, I, we had to start work Monday, so I flew in on Saturday. So I ended up all day off on Sunday in Atlanta, and um, it was my favorite. And I watched the first game at a gigantic sports bar right next door to my hotel, where I was the only white person. <laughs> there was probably five, five to six hundred people in the sports bar. And, and they had like DJ fun. like spinning banana hip hop in between all the commercials. Oh, that's awesome. Guys getting on the mic and providing play by play for the game because they were all, you know, obviously rooting against the Saints. Just right. Kinda. Of course. So, uh, so that was a really good experience. And then I went to like the local or right across the street. It's like, it actually the local um, and watched the Pats game with a bunch of, bunch more. There's actually a bunch of Chiefs there. Really? So, uh, yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time. I was like, oh my God, this is, look, I, I mean, I've been to Atlanta a bunch, but I've always been to like the downtown, like convention area. Right. So it's kind of a bummer. But nice to experience some culture. I'm, I'm really having a good time. There's a, I meant to tell Vinny this in the, in the, in the basement of the hotel I'm in, there's a strip club called Vermont <laughs> Lounge that features um, strippers. Only because uh, of a, a, a mature age. <laughs> What's the name of it again? You broke up a little bit. The Claremont Lounge. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So we're in the Claremont Hotel. So we're in, 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 uh, we went and checked it out, and it was a blast. We had a great time. <laughs> super, super, super fun strip club. I mean, yeah, it was in the basement. It cost 10 bucks. Yeah, right. So, See uh, some veteran strippers, so, really. Sort of like the Tom Brady of strippers. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think they should be there, but they're out there leaving everything on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> These ladies are a little bit older than Tom Brady. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah. So my my and the, I am actually working around the Super Bowl, but um, I'm not going to be here for the game. Which I'm kind. I kind of want to see all the hoopla around the Super Bowl. You know, right. I've, I've, but it's going to be lame. You're going to be, it's going to be well, you know, such a shit show. You don't want to be there for that. It's weird. It's like the, the metric for what, what what's good Super Bowl town. It's like, I could see why Atlanta's a good Super Bowl town because it's so corporate. The town is so right. fucking corporate. And right. basically the whole area around the is like run by like CNN. Right. And Turner. And like Coca-Cola. Just. Coca-Cola and it's super it's right. basically designed for gigantic like campuses branding events right yeah. so like but I mean it's inside the stadium the stadium is pretty impressive it looks like shit from outside but um uh yeah, it's like it's like yeah yeah it's, it, it, it's going to see the Super Bowl it's a great place for a Super Bowl it's the biggest mall you've ever been so, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm also you know, go to the I, biggest. I, wanna, I do want to kind of see the, the how that goes up to it, but I'm glad I'm going to be there in Brooklyn with my friends. There you go. To watch the Super Bowl. Um, okay, After let's all. let's wrap it up. Uh, but I will okay. say before we wrap it up, one last thing: uh, Mariano Rivera is the first ever unanimous inductee into the Hall of Fame. Do you agree? Do, what are your thoughts on that? I was I was a little surprised, although I was surprised. I, I mean, his numbers are absolutely back back that up uh, for sure. I think for, there's no doubt 
you know. I mean, I was surprised Ken Griffin did get in unanimously. But the, uh, I mean, so from a, the point of view of a football fan, I was glad to see them give, like, you know, the greatest closer in history is two and, right. and put him in the, you know, that's what, you know, that's what they should have. And as a Boston fan, like, <laughs> oh, no. they love that. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, he was great. He was great. Awesome. And Jeter's last season, everybody in Boston was like, you know, that Jeter's a pretty fucking good guy. <laughs> I said that with yeah, a Brooklyn over accent. It. Over it. Yeah. No ma's <laughs> Yeah, no ma. Fuck no ma's better. <laughs> but yeah, the, the same thing with like, you know, like they didn't like anybody. Like Posada's a fucking piece of shit. And like, yeah. well, you know, like, uh, you know, Pettit. Fuck Pettit. This giant rubbery lips. Like, Fuck the Yankees, but Mariano, he like they they actually the uh, the year uh, two thousand five in the opener after they after he'd given up the um, I think it was Bill Miller the, the ninth inning Bill Miller like CNI single that, that tied the game right um, he uh, came out in Fenway and Fenway erupted in a big mock cheer for for uh, right. Mariano. And he, Exactly what they're doing, and you're like big smile, tip his cap, wave to the crowd. Right. So he gets sport about it, you know. Yeah. And, and then the cheers went from mocking to, you know. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think I think, the, I think Sox fans had a genuine affection because you know, he was. I mean, he beat the shit out of us for years, and and then you, you know, lost. He went, lost that one World Series, right? So. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, he was a. Uh, he was he maybe was a, because he they was a, were able to best he was a good him. foil. Right. The foil that they were able to beat. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, AJ, as always. Yeah, one more thing, John. Oh, no. AJ, John, one more point. What's that? Yeah, one more point. Go ahead. I just want to say that there are there are babies that were born since uh, November of this year who have not seen the Boston win a championship and so i really i'm really happy that those children are able to see the patriots compete for this this super bowl this year those um weak old babies (laughs) those are gonna suffering will be over yeah what's gonna be crazy is when all those babies uh get those brady tattoos on their <laughs> lower back. <laughs> well, they're Brady. They're all day Brady. I think they're all those kids <laughs> Brady. The girls and the boys. <laughs> oh, that's gross. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, as always, uh, thank you to the great Josh Archer, uh, who I think is in charge of my entire life now. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Draft. Uh, get the Draft app. Folks, get the Draft app. You will enjoy it. Saturday, watch some basketball uh, on a Friday night. It's great uh, NBA games. Draft a team. It's fun. It's a great way to, uh, you know, when conversation lags and you want to look at your phone, that's a good thing to look at. It's actually interesting. And then you have something to talk about with your friends uh, when they're going on about their nonsense, like about how much they want the Patriots to win and blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) I'm still here, John. Oh, are you? I'm sorry, AJ. I thought you'd hung up. Um, And as always, thank you for listening to another week of If I Was a Betting Man!